All right, hit record. Well, that's good. Which means one thing. What's means that? we are finally gathering together again for a nerdy, disingenuous episode <laughs> where we talk about shit that we like. I was going to say, I don't want to talk about actual shit. We could talk about actual shit. Ugh. I could go real in-depth on actual shit. I may have to peace out here quickly then. No, 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 no. You don't <laughs> need to do that. <laughs> Anywho, I am here with Chris. What up, Skylar? He's back. We are watching The Tribe on we TV are. and discussing movie topics. Current events. News. Events. Like a news show now. Yeah, I guess this episode is not going to be like, oh, we're going to talk about Endgame. We're going to talk about this or that. It's pretty much going to be us diving into a bunch of topics in the film industry that we just feel like covering. Yeah, like what we're excited about or what's coming up and... We'll list it. Yeah. But we feel like we've done several movie episodes now, but the one thing we've lacked is actually like talking about our favorite movies, which we haven't done. So I feel like that's something we should do. Absolutely. People need to know our opinions because we're very important. Our opinions are valid and important. Yes. (laughs) Our opinions are so valid and so important. So valid. So, who do we want to start with? I guess I could start. So, we're just trying to get like a gauge of like what our taste is, what what really struck a chord with us, and you want to do like what's the best and what's the worst you've probably ever seen? Yeah. All right. I say we start with, you know what, this is fun. Let's start with the five worst movies. We'll go back and forth, maybe. We'll do that. So, I'll, right. I'll name my worst, you name your worst. We go, we go into five, five to one or one to five? Let's let's do let's count it down. We'll count it down from second worst to absolute fucking worst, like or first yeah. worst, absolute fucking worst. Right. Uh, I'll start because I I like really want to just get this off my chest here. <laughs> All right. Um, this one is it's not necessarily the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's the movie that I hate from the depths of my soul <laughs> because of what it did to my childhood. That would be Dragon Ball fucking Evolution. Oh, God. Or as I like to call it, Shameless the fucking movie. Because for some reason, they decided to put Justin Chatwin and Emmy Rossum in a movie again. It was a lot more fun in a show where they had sex. Like, they're just in a movie, and she has purple hair, and Chatwin flexes his forehead vein. Probably. And it's the worst go forehead vein. Yeah. I have not seen that movie. It came out, what, 2009? I haven't seen that oh, movie yeah. since the theaters 10 years ago. So I totally forgot about the forehead vein. Oh, yeah. But I remember Emmy Rossum and her terrible fucking acting in that movie. And she's hot. It takes a lot for me to hate a girl that's hot. It's probably the most monotone, just yeah. I don't care delivery of yeah. any character in any movie. That, I, oh. I swear they shot that movie in between Shameless. You ever watched Shameless? I had not, but I... Him and her were like the main out, character for a while. Didn't that come out in a little bit after that, though? That, that movie's There's still, the, the show's still going on, yeah, so yeah. I, well, I don't fucking know. But either way... <laughs> Well, they both can fuck right off. I totally agree with you because as far as childhood goes, that was one of the big ones of the mid to late 90s, 
Cartoon Network or Toonami or whatever, Dragon Ball Z, like getting the English dub over here. That show was phenomenal. I still, I remember to this day, you get off school at, say it's 3.30, 4 o'clock, whatever, go and hang out with all your friends, go around the neighborhood, do like whatever you're doing, playing sports or whatever. But when that show came on, everyone rushed inside to watch it. I still remember 100%. that. That's how big that show was to us. Yeah. It was like, that was my, I had every action figure newsflash. I still have all the action figures in a tub at my parents' house. I have not I have a bathtub in a still. in a Rubbermaid container. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- that show was it was mind blowing for its yeah. at, at the time. It's probably the it's one of the best serial shows I've ever seen. Dude, they're still releasing that, successful cartoon movies in theaters. Oh yeah, it, but that was like the one of the best ongoing TV sh- shows you could probably ever see it, especially at that time i would say that and samurai jack are like we're the top of the line so like how great that that show was to how shitty the movie was <coughs> was just a monumental like jump off a cliff yeah. kind of thing like it was so bad the guy who played piccolo can fuck right off too like everybody sucks everyone master roshi that's not master roshi no. like that it's oh. well you know what master roshi is a uh, chai fat and he is he is known over here for um, as far as I can tell, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? It's also a very unfortunate name to be birthed with. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I know he, what you But mean. he was huge in that. That was a huge movie. He was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah. And even, like, he's a well-renowned rena- actor in, uh, in uh, I'm so bad with ethnicities, unfortunately, but Chinese, right, I believe? Yeah, yeah. terrible. No, I but, got you. But a, an actor of that caliber was even terrible in this movie. Like, that's how bad it was. Yeah. He could not save it. No. No one could save that fucking shit. And listen, and yeah, you put him in with Justin Chowin. I feel like I'm saying a million times, and Emmy Rossum. Fuck Justin Chowin. That's all, that's all I have to say. Well, the thing that I can think about with Justin Chatwin is what's probably the most recent, like, total miscast? Probably Jesse Eisenberg in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, but here's the thing. I at least get where they were going with Jesse Eisenberg. Right. And I like Jesse Eisenberg. I, and I, I was like, okay, he's playing like a modern-day right. sociopathic. Like, I got it. The The thing I'm trying to get to, though, is like that's probably the most like recent universal, like, why did they cast him as in this movie? Justin Chatwin has got to be the worst mis- miscasting in any movie ever. As Go- Justin Chatwin as Goku. That is horrific. First of all, Goku is jacked. Yeah, I don't think Chatwin trained once for that fucking no. movie. Like, I understand they kind of made it a little different than like the Super Saiyans of the show, but he was totally miscast in that movie. Yes, understatement of my lifetime. I waited my entire childhood for that movie. I would look up rumors on Google, like I was fucking jacked for it, and then they just basically just cream pied me with shit. <laughs> I was not cream pied you with shit. Yeah, I watched that senior year of high school, and I was like, I want to fucking die. It's an off. I, I had the very humongous misfortune of seeing it in coming theaters. off of two thousand nine. That means that two thousand eight's Dark Knight. Yeah, exactly. fresh in my mind. Exactly. And then that pile of shit. Yeah. Fuck Dragon Ball Evolution. That's that's. Yeah. All right. So that. you went with your. That's their your top hated one ever, right? It's not like I said. It's not the worst movie i've ever seen but i brought it up because it's my most hated movie I've ever so you're seen. so you're going five to one i'm still going five to one that's the fifth worst movie the fifth worst seen. movie okay. but it deserved to be mentioned first because yeah 
Fuck that movie. All right. Well, then I'm going to go five to one. And I know that I, I'll, I'll say right off the bat that I had Dragon Ball Evolution at number three. So that's on my list, too. Right. Yeah. So we've already covered that. Yeah. Anybody who grew up with it fucking hates that movie. But the one I want to bring up next is also on your list. And probably, I'd say... We're going to double up. Number five, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. Now, let me preface that The Happening is one of my favorite bad movies of all time. It's a great movie to watch and yeah. just be like, what the fuck is happening? I get hammered and watch it all the time. It's But that was a movie that I just could not wrap my head around because it was so fucking stupid. It was one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. I don't think yeah. anybody fucking says that ever. What is with uh, uh that was Zoe Deschanel, right? Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel's spacey ass acting. She's that dead movie. in that movie. <laughs> the dead eyes, the dead delivery. Oh Her and Mark Wahlberg have like a will they, won't they? But no one ever fucking cares about yeah, it. Yeah, thank God, won't they? Because it's <laughs> fucking horrible. And not to mention, the villain of the movie is the wind. trees. It's the wind. Yeah, it's uh, the pollen and the fucking ficus. And the wind is gonna kill you. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> and at the the, the best movie. part is at the end after like they win and the plants attack them, they're swinging on a fucking swing on a tree, and Mark Wahlberg's like, "Hey, isn't that a bad idea?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, it's a bad idea. But, also, the part where he's like, "Okay, do math, douchebag." He's like trying to pep talk <laughs> himself to do fucking math. That was the movie too. That fuck M Night Shyamalan. He's made some good movies, but fuck him for putting a tag at the end of that movie. I don't know if it was the end of the movie or like a post credit scene where like whatever the evil of that movie was like came to Paris at the end. So it's like it's really not gone. Oh, yeah. Like, Time to fuck you for even saying, hey, there could be a sequel to this. We could do another one where like they didn't win. You might as well feel like an old 70s tag from a horror movie that says like, think you're studying abroad. Think again. Like real big. Like so just, fucking dumb. The gall of him to put that in that movie is like. By the no way, cared about it in the first place. I understand M. Night Shyamalan's made some good movies like right. Unbreakable, Split. I, honestly, Glass has some, it's not as bad as the people Sixth say. Sense too. That's a good movie. Sixth Sense, but he's had some, some he he's kind of like that MLB player that's just trugging along despite not being that great because like he, he strikes out a lot. He bats two hundred. Yeah. maybe <laughs> he'll hit some dingers, but he strikes out a lot. That's a nice shot on. Like he struck out a fuck ton. I can tell you, Avatar, but, The Village, The Happening. Well, Avatar was uh, James Cameron. No, no, no. The Last Airbender. Avatar. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's oh, what bad. I meant. You're right. You're right. Sorry. No, I, it, it had a different <laughs> title. So right. you're right. Yeah. So it's Last The Last Air- Airbender. Yeah. Fuck that forever too. <laughs> so like, he's fortunately had... enough, I have not seen that movie, so I could not include it on my list. But I'm sure it's it's universally reviled as a terrible movie. I have more ideas for M. Night Shyamalan for Redemption. I'll get into those later. All but right. yeah, The Happening, incredible. Watch Mark Wahlberg's eyes the entire movie. So that one, we'll ignore that one because that's my number four. Yeah. So Because so, I didn't feel it deserved to be near the very bottom because I enjoy the hell out of it so much. Like talking it, about hot dogs for a few minutes. It's in that a movie's. bad movie, yeah. but it's, it's, like hot dogs? it's hilarious. Yeah. Not to mention... uh. Betty Buckley is the old lady who thinks they're gonna you're gonna murder me and murder me in my sleep. What? what? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, someone should just murder Mark Wahlberg in his sleep. We'll be all right. But the uh, the happening and Dragon Ball Evolution were the only movies that we doubled up on. Yeah. So everything else is okay. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and say my number four. All right. 
the happening. Number three. Um, I am going to go with um, Battlefield Earth. A movie that was hyped up to be awesome and instead is just John Travolta memes out the ass. Do you remember like when this movie came out, like before it came out, do you remember the hype for it or anything? I, I remember some of it. I really don't. I remember some of it. Because it was it. it was written by the same dude who fucking came up with his own religion. Yeah, it's it's L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. It's, sci- it's the Scientology guy. Yeah. So it's basically like not his Bible, but like one of the big epics. He debunked his own religion making that fucking movie. Yeah, that was like one of, because he was a sci-fi writer, right? So right. that was one of his yeah. big novels. Huh. Scientology sci-fi writer. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Yeah. At least, like, we can believe Muhammad wasn't full of shit when he wrote the Quran or whatever, because, like, we've never met him. But, I mean... <laughs> but L. Ron Hubbard... L. Ron Hubbard's clearly full of shit. He was a recent yeah. Per- person, yeah. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> like, I... Uh, fuck that movie. <laughs> Is that, is that your the be all end all? Uh, First of all, like, Dutch angles. Dutch angles yeah. are cool, the, but that that movie just nice. that movie goes. You like Dutch angles? We're about to fuck the shit out of you with Dutch angles. That movie does for yeah. Dutch angles what the uh, Star Wars prequels did for screen wipes. Yeah, George Lucas and his screen wipes in Dude, the prequels. Yeah. Like oh, he just God. jizzes on screen wipes. That's exactly what happened in Battlefield Earth with Dutch angles. Yeah, and and another thing is, did you ever watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas? The um, the Jim Carrey one. Yes. Yes. There's a fuck ton of Dutch angles in that too. I pointed out to somebody have... during Christmas time we were watching it, and uh, this kid goes, "I mentioned what Dutch angles were," mm-hmm. and like an hour in, he goes, "What the fuck?" He's like, "I can't stop noticing yeah. how everything's angled," and I was like, "I told you." Well, I watch have... Battlefield Earth. <laughs> I have this weird like thing just from like ancillary like information that I've gathered, where if you name a movie nine times out of ten. I'll, I I know what what year it came out, right? Mm-hmm. So it's weird that you say that because Ron Howard's Grinch and Battlefield Earth came out in the same year, year two thousand. Did they? I wonder if that's like a like dawn of the new millennium. Like let's do fucking Dutch angles and everything. So they were just all aboard the Dutch fucking train. So we should yeah. we should yeah. research that. See, see other two thousand movies that, <laughs> that yeah. Have those. And then uh, Michael Bay is like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna put Transformers in the Dutch angle." Yeah, oh, absolutely. That and lens flare and oh yeah, tint. oh I yeah, s- yeah. I caught. I've always of- said Michael Bay would fuck a lens flare if he could. Oh yeah, abs- and yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I caught uh, a little bit of that the first one, like a month month or so ago. Yeah, I could not get over the freaking orange filter on that movie. Yep, it's awful. He's like it's kind of like how like, Snyder has like that blue filter. Yeah, I just I can't I couldn't see the movie. It was so strange. Fuck. Oh, he. No, he's sorry. I'm distracted by the uh, Indians game a little bit. They have to beat the Twins tonight. It's four to one. Four to one. We're all right. At least we haven't blown that before. So, anyways, um, Alfred Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one thing I good thing I'll say about Michael Bay before we get off of Battlefield Earth. Right, I realized Michael Bay didn't make that movie, but I. But just still, you're on him, right? Yeah. Uh, he is good at making people look sexy. I will give him that. You got Megan Fox and transfer. Do you have an? Do you have another example? Besides making Megan people Fox? look sexy. Besides Megan Fox, I think and- he made Shia LaBeouf look good. I didn't know it was going to be a. I would also argue that he made. Um, Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck look good in Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> well, Liv Tyler's easy to make look good at that time. And at that time. <laughs> and then I also would argue he 
Um, oh, I got the burps. Uh, who? Damn it! Fuck! What was I thinking of? He made uh, that model chick look good in the other shitty Transformers movie. Oh yeah, what's her? She's uh, the and Mark Wahlberg. Don't forget, Mark Wahlberg is uh, what adult Shia LaBeouf <laughs> or something. Adult like that. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I, <laughs> she's uh, she's married to Jason Statham actually. Rosie, good uh, for him. Yeah, good for him. I was thinking he also did the island with you McGregor. I actually like the island. Scarlett Johansson. I'll acknowledge I liked the island. That's another one I just never got around to. I own I it. Yeah. You own it? I have it on DVD. You can watch it if you want. That's fantastic. It's I'll in a have, box over there. I'll have to borrow it. Yeah. ScarJo, I mean I, I'd watch it. I watched it for Why her. Not? But the whole time I just kept wanting you and McGregor to look at ScarJo and go, <laughs> Hello there. General Kenobi. But anyways, yeah. The Battlefield Earth, fucking terrible. The worst part is when he's like when you were learning to spell your name, it was well, conquering galaxies. We, we, you've seen that video, <laughs> correct? Of the worst, uh, the worst, uh, worst movie quotes of all worst time, worst movie lines ever. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that whole that video is precious. I love it. Fucking terrible. All right, so Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Your move. So it's funny that you pointed out that 2008 was the Dark Knight, right? Because that was probably one of the biggest event films of our lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. And how shitty the next year was with uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, so shitty. I'll give you a double feature from 2009. I can't believe I sat through the theater to watch Dragon Ball Evolution and this movie. Aptly titled Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. I never saw it because I heard such horrible things. It stars Kristen Kruick from Smallville. Really? As Chun-Li. Fuck. It stars Neil McDonough from Arrow and Captain America the First Avenger as M. Bison. The guy with the red hat, the big boss. Yes. You know, you, you have a... Oh, I played Street Fighter. You have an existing knowledge of the Street Fighter characters, correct? Yeah, it was badass. I'm just going through the terrible... Street Fighter terrible and Tekken, casting. Man. Yeah. Tekken got made into a movie, too. Never seen that. I heard terrible. Tekken got made into a movie? Pretty sure it did. Hmm. I'm going to have to fact check that. Not right now, but eventually I'll fact check that. Anyway, I I always pair this with Dragon Ball Evolution, maybe because it's anime or it came out the same year, the same kind <laughs> of movie. Yeah. But my lord in heaven, that movie is <laughs> fucking awful. It, if you ever catch it, turn it off. It's that bad. It's horrifically oh, you bad. You kind of had me on the edge of my seat with how terrible it is. I might have to actually watch it. It's just... The the thing that's funny about it is there is a there is a movie made about Street Fighter in the mid nineties with Jean Claude Van Damme. Have you ever seen that one? No, but I've heard a lot about that as well. Jean Claude Van Damme is Guile and Raul Julia, Gomez Adams himself. Raul Julia is M. Bison in that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie is also really bad. But the cast does really well in it. It's cast a lot better and it's actually it's it's like a it's a good bad movie to watch. Like, I would put it up there with, like, Batman and Robin. Like, it's so bad. It's hilarious. It's not as bad as Batman and Robin, but you know you know what, like, the vein I'm getting to. Oh, I follow. So, like, at least that one is, like, watchable in, like, an ironic sense. But The, but the Legend of Chun-Li is one of the worst films I've ever seen. At, like, if my eyes could b- actually physically bleed by watching a movie, it would be by watching Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. I'm fascinated. You should. 
I, I'm sure if you found it online or at an exchange or something, you could find it for $3. And if you really want to part with $3 of your hard-earned money, I would recommend it just to see how bad it is. It is awful. Yeah, color me super intrigued. <laughs> I've I've like written a glowing review of it of how bad it is. Just by <laughs> sometimes like, you could. There are people that will review a movie so shitty that I'm like, I gotta fucking see how bad it is with my own eyes. Oh yeah, it you, which is how I saw the movie I'm about to bring up. It, which is that my number two. I enjoy it too much to put it at number one. I was going to put it at number one. I thought about it, but there's just too much shit that gives me like just endorphins because of what happens. Right. That movie would be the Nicolas Cage classic, The Wicker Man. God. Have you seen The Wicker Man before? I have seen many clips of it, but I have not actually seen the movie. Holy shit. The movie is just absurd. First of all, there's just random flashbacks. I mean, absolutely fucking nothing throughout the entire movie. Right. If there's one thing that I hate most in movies, it's dream sequences. I just don't... I don't get the point of them. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what you're dreaming about. I hate dream sequences. Like something fucked up happens, and they're like, and they oh, wake it was up. all a dream. Yeah, it was all a fucking dream. Yeah, that's annoying. That's what keeps happening over and over. Like multiple, fucking dream sequences. Multiple times? Oh, yeah. My God. And then once you finally get back to reality, you realize, well, it's because reality is shitty, too. <laughs> when, yeah, everyone knows the memes, the not the bees. Yeah, it's just, the, it's one of his most overacted movies, right? Yes. Like, it's like vampire. It's like, a, it's like our modern, it's like our, a newer vampire's kiss. Oh, God. But the, 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 my favorite part of that whole movie is he starts to get suspicious of all the shit with all the girls, you know? Right. Why the fuck wouldn't you? He dresses up as a fucking bear. Okay. Puts on a bear costume. All right. Struts up to a girl wearing the bear costume. Okay. I'm and with she you. asks the bear, is everything okay? And then he punches her in the face. It's like something wrong. Or she says some shit to the fucking bear and he punches her, dresses a bear. I'm, you could watch that clip on repeat. And I swear to God, if I was a professor, I'd show it in film school. I'm ever so slightly intrigued. Oh, we're going to watch it later. <laughs> This is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It, if so, if I told you there's a movie where Nick Cage dresses as a bear, marches up to a girl and punches her in the face dressed as a bear, you would be I, honestly not moderately intrigued. You'd be very fucking no, intrigued. Honestly, I'm not surprised though. <laughs> Nicholas Cage dressed up as a bear punching a woman. Nick Cage, I is, get it. Nick Cage is that like prostitute that does all the dirty shit. Like he'll do whatever he needs to do. He he's a guy that he's been in good movies. And he's not a half bad actor when he really tries. But my God, he's been in some shit too. Like a lot of shit. By the way, I love Nick Cage. I fucking love the guy. He's a guy, he does every. Is, is there a paycheck involved? I'll do it. That's yeah. Nick Cage. He yeah. does every movie. Yes. Anything that comes across his desk, he's like, I'm up. I'm, I do compare him do it. to the person in sales that says, throw all the shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, because by default, because sure. he's made so many fucking movies, he's made great ones. Yeah, he he's the been rock. Good... The rock being his best one, in my opinion. Honestly, Michael Bay actually. They're, they're over. I wouldn't say the best, but the most memorable that I can think of, that I've seen actually. They're not the best acted movies. They're not the best plotted movies. Or whatever. I like them in the National Treasure movies. Okay, I love those movies. Low key, I fucking love National Treasure. National Treasure. I have to collect this whole list. Like I have to make 
like so I have it because there's a lot of movies I think about all the time that if I am scrolling through TV and it just is on, I'll put it on every time. There's just there's a select like probably yeah. no I know 15 what you or mean. twenty movies that every time they're on TV I'll watch it. National Treasure, honestly, both of them. I'll, I can tell I'll you to you right time. now. I would say any of the board movies when they're on, I right. watch them. Um, Taken, I always watch because it's fucking Liam Neeson kicking yeah. ass. Fine, I'll watch it. John Wick has been on TV lately. I watch John Wick every time. Um, both National Treasure movies, absolutely. The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. Fuck, what was the other one? It was another animated one. Shit. Um, Moana. When that's on TV, I'll fucking watch it. Yeah, that. that's a good one too. Uh, the ones I can think of off the top of my head, both the National Treasures, the the Fugitive with Harrison Ford. I don't care what oh, part shit, of that movie it's yeah. at. I'll watch it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, any of the Ocean's Eleven movies. Ocean's 11, 12, I'm about or 13. to hit some really TV. sad knowledge on you. I'll, you've told me this before. I've never seen an Ocean's movie. You need to watch at least the first one. All I hear about is how Brad Pitt eats in every scene. The first one... I'm in. And I don't want to repeat myself, but it, it's it's one of the most rewatchable movies I can ever think of. It's a fantastic movie. So, yeah. But all three of those, the National Treasure movies, The Fugitive, I could probably think of more, too. But, like... Back to the point, Nicolas Cage does make good movies, but when he, when he, uh, so when he hits a home run, he hits a home run. When he strikes out, he strikes out for yeah. sure. Yeah, he strikes out looking every time. By the way, one more off topic while we while we had Brad Pitt up. Right. I just watched Burn After Reading for the first time the other day. Yeah. Have you seen that? I've seen parts of it. Fucking hilarious. I need to watch. That's the whole movie has no point. There's just like no plot. Really. By the end of it, they're like. Like, the, literally, the CIA is like, the guy doesn't even have, like, much clearance. Like, yeah. what did we learn? And they're like, nothing. Like, nothing happened, yeah, really. And, and I, I love movies that do that. You're like, okay, what's it building to? And they're like, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> There's Hilarious. There's really no point. Yeah. He, I, I like Brad Pitt as an actor. He's, he's been he's one of my, he's, he's probably, he's, like, my third favorite actor. You've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yes. I have not yet, unfortunately. That is. I need to see it just because. I love DiCaprio and I love Brad Pitt. I, I love Quentin Tarantino too. Yeah, that is my second favorite movie of the year, after Endgame. Yeah, I need to see it like ASAP. Yeah, because I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's it's weird the movies you don't expect that are going to be up there. I don't like, know. Even with Infinity War, my favorite movie of last year was Halloween. The, Halloween uh, was done really well. The reboot because it was so true to the original. Yeah, and like the score is fucking awesome. Well, John Car- John Carpenter. Yeah, score's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's back to slow walking. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was a badass in it. Absolutely, I yeah. I, I love that it. movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's a sequel we deserved. Basically, they're, they're making a couple more too. Yeah, two Which more. Seems it seems unnecessary, but I'll probably watch them. Give give me more. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Wicker Man, your next one. All right, I got at number two because I. had... Dragon Ball Evolution. I had what I, happening. Dragon Ball Evolution. Shit. I have the happening. Legend of Chun Li. Dragon Ball Evolution. Five, four, three. Number two. I put up there, but it. It's kind of. I don't know. You know what? Fuck it. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. This is this your number two? 
Number two. Okay. One of the worst movies I've ever seen, obviously. Number yeah. two. The 1993, I think. Yeah. Treasure of, of, of a film, Super Mario Brothers. I've never fucking seen it. You've I've never seen, seen Super I've Mario seen Brothers. I've seen so many pictures and memes. I've never fucking seen it. Well. I've heard about it so much. It stars Bob Hoskins as Mario. Yes. And John Leguizamo as Luigi. John Lasagna. And Dennis Hopper. Also in The Happening. He's in this list fucking twice. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. Do we have any others like that? Any uh, other actors that are in? They're doubled up? I think Leguizamo is the only one in mine I can think of. Yeah. Dude, this is honestly... Whatever review, if you want to call it that, that I gave you a Chun Li, apply that to this movie and times it by a thousand. We you need to it. see Super Mario Brothers just because it's terrible. It makes no sense. The visuals are weird. The just the imagery of that movie is burned into my brain forever. And I haven't seen it in a in a long while, to be perfectly honest. It's left that big of an impression on me to where I would include it in this list today because it's that fucking bad. Oh, boy. And you, you want to you say, you want to agree that there hasn't really been a good video game movie? And if there has, it's, it's, there's, it's few and far between, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the best one I've seen recently is Tomb Raider. The last Tomb Raider? Yeah, the okay. uh, Alicia Vikander. I like that movie. Um. The rest are guilty pleasures. Fucking love Mortal Kombat. Guilty ass pleasure movie. You know, uh, the one that I would put up in that category for me, guilty pleasure, uh, besides Street Fighter, the Mm -hmm. original Street Fighter movie, uh, Double Dragon. The Double Dragon movie is terrible, but I love it. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is another one I'll watch anytime. Mortal Kombat is pretty good, too. Annihilation? Fuck no. But the first one, yeah. I always love the Double Dragon movie for some reason. Probably because I was like five years old when it came out, but still. But Super Mario Brothers, like objectively, you can look at it and it's probably the worst video game movie ever. I almost put Annihilation at the top, but that's a pretty bad one. Too, I though. couldn't. It's an honorable mention, but I almost put it on there. But I, I almost like need to rewatch it again to like reabsorb the shittiness of it. Too bad you will die. But Super Mario Brothers, my. My God. I got to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. I believe movies that are historically bad are just as important to watch as the ones that are historically good. Oh, we're getting there. Oh, yeah. My number one. Drum roll, please. Is Batman and Robin. That's your number one worst movie you've ever seen. Yep. For one reason and one reason only. All right. Also, I put it at the top because it's amazing. Right. Mr. Freeze puns. There, here's the thing, though. That movie is, by all accounts, horrifically bad. Oh, yeah. Right? It's bad. I love that movie, though. That's fine. That, and like, I have no problem with that. I, I, I have a friend, uh, Houseboy Judy, <laughs> that went to see that in the theaters oh, a I month did. ago in Columbus. A month ago, they yeah. re- they re-released they it? They re-released it in her... I, at, say, at, at I AMC. totally saw it in theaters, too, but... AMC released it a month ago, yeah. and she said it was a sold-out crowd, 
and people were laughing throughout the whole movie more than the last comedy she went to go see. It it's a great Incredible. movie in that respect. Yeah. Because it has so many terrible one liners, weird ass imagery, plot the plot that makes no sense. The just the the general fact of that movie of teaming up Mr. Freeze who wants to basically encase the world in ice and poison ivy who wants to like have the earth run rampant with plants their ideologies don't even mix together you can't have one you can't have both of them it's one or the other and that movie is a hundred percent it's bad writing yeah bad direction too because george clooney great bruce wayne casting i would argue uma thurman could have been a badass poison ivy yeah and schwarzenegger and schwarzenegger like <laughs> the only thing back girl it's not very pc there's so <laughs> much that i've read and looked into and rewatched about that movie that the first thing that i thought the little nugget of information that i just like conjured up that just pisses me off to this day yeah. when you think about arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze yeah i remember reading somewhere that when they were casting Joel Schumacher wanted Arnold first, right? Then after that, if he couldn't get Arnold, he wanted Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and who I think was just coming off what? Judge Dredd or Demolition Man at that time? Fucking Demolition Man. And then if he couldn't get Sylvester Stallone, he wanted fucking Hulk Hogan. That was his third choice, Hulk Hogan. Because according to Joel Schumacher, he wanted Mr. Freeze to be chiseled out of like a glacier. But you never fucking see him without armor on. Right. Except so, maybe in a robe. And if you've seen the animated Batman series from the 90s, Mr. Freeze is not, he's no jack dude. No, he's, so he's a this, bald, mechanical looking fucker. Where this ideology came that Mr. Freeze should be this like hulking mass of a person, I will never wrap my head around. That, those are your top three choices. Arnold, Stallone, and Hulk fucking Hogan. It's bullshit. Are you kidding me? It's bullshit. That just that thought, like in pre-production of that movie, that thought should have told you that this movie was gonna be fucking horrible. Oh yeah, I I, just, I can't get over that. That's ridiculous <laughs> to me. <laughs> Granted, though, that's my number one. That that's a it's a fantastic movie. If for all the wrong sit, reasons, if you want to sit down and laugh your freaking ass off, because it's just it's so funny to me. Every single line. That's a there's a certain movies that. Even if you haven't seen them for the first time, when an iconic scene comes on, you're like, like I just I just watched James Bond Goldfinger last night, right? Yeah, that movie is the most iconic James Bond movie. And when certain scenes came on, I was like, this is off. Like it's in the middle of this movie, and it's still like it's awesome every time, right? Batman and Robin is the negative version of that. Oh, one hundred percent. Where every scene is like. This is fantastic. Every scene is a meme. Every scene you've seen a thousand times, and it's fantastic in the worst way. Batman and Robin have fucking ice skates built near their boots. Not only do they have ice skates built in their boots, they fucking click their heels like Dorothy going back back home in The Wizard of Oz to get to their ice skates. If anybody, it's, Why would they have ice skates in their suits? If anyone was taking Joel Schumacher seriously, they'd be like, oh, he's paying homage to the fucking 60s Batman. Ice skates in their boots. They surf in the air. With really bad CGI. Also, the wire work in that movie. Do you remember when... Holy Ro- fuck. Robin... Does Robin does that spin move. In the beginning. he does, No, he does the pole Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, like, twists and turns 
We could do a whole fucking podcast about Batman and Robin, honestly. Yeah, Robin should have gone straight to the Olympics after that shit. It was, it was just, like, how do you commit that to film and say, here we go. Let's put this in theaters. Hope everyone loves it. I, I don't understand. How, how, how was it even made? It was made with love. Is what it was made with. <laughs> Fucking love. All right. So, all right. You want to go to my number one then? Yeah, it's time for your number one. All right. This is going to be such, I feel like it's either a hipster pick or everyone would pick it. But I, I, I still, I have to put it number one. Tommy Wiseau's masterpiece of shit, The Room. So there's a reason I didn't put The Room on here, and I think it's because it's like, it defies reality, bad movie category to me. Not, I'm, I think it's a great pick, right? But in my like for my list, it's one of my favorite movies, even though it's that bad, that I couldn't put it on the list. Would you say it's kind of like your Batman and Robin? Because I couldn't put Batman and Robin on my list because I love that movie. Because I would so say bad. it's the same thing. It's so bad, but I love it so fucking much. I was like, I can't. But no, it it is it is the worst movie ever made. Let, let me. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that because let me tell yeah. you a little story. I heard about this movie years after it was made, just either on the internet. That's or how it was with mo- a lot of people. Because I I heard that people like the Rocky Horror Picture Show would s- go to midnight screens of this movie, of this masterpiece again of shit. They called it the Citizen Kane of bad movies, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is? I didn't know anything about it, right? So I like looking at this movie and. There was probably a year where I was like mentioning it to people and be like, I want to, like, we should watch it. Like, we should sit down and watch this movie and see how bad it is, right? Well, it so happens that I eventually got this movie on Blu ray as a gift for, Chris, for Christmas one year. Whether it, was a, I, I, whether it was a joke gift or not, I hope it was because I hope my taste in movies isn't that bad. So after finally trying and trying to get people to watch it with me. I was like, whatever, I'm going to watch it by myself. I remember sitting in my bedroom with that movie on. I got maybe 45 minutes. It's, it's, let's say it's an hour and a half, the whole movie, right? I got like maybe half hour, 45 minutes into that movie. And I had to pause it. Physically get up and walk around and clear my head. And like, I think I did something else that day and just like didn't get back to it that day, right? I had to watch this fucking movie in two sittings. I was like, I have to finish it. I already started. It's already halfway done, right? I had to watch this movie. Sounds like doing homework. In two sittings because it was that horrible. I was like, I'm watching this ironically because it's considered the worst movie of all time. But my God, it is the worst movie I have ever seen. Hands down, no competition. And I know it was financed independently and it's horribly added. And it yeah, with millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. But And it's not really, you can't really compare it to like a Hollywood movie. But my freaking God, that movie is horribly bad. It is, it's you, like you said, I'm so glad you said it. Do you agree with me? It is the worst movie ever made. Oh, it is. By far. It is. So like Batman and Robin, I can say it's terrible, but I, 
I laugh at it. And it's funny. It boils down to an I, emotional I, I, pick, the same way you look at Batman yeah, and Robin. I could still watch the room and like laugh at it because it's so bad, but, uh, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Make no mistake, it's the worst movie of all time. Well, I got the test results back. I definitely have breast cancer. And then that, like you said, Does before, this come back around. It's just that there's storylines in that movie that fall off. They address that. There's. There's oh they did in uh, in Disaster Artist yeah she's testing in the lines and she looks at uh, Franco and she's like did this come back around <laughs> she's like I don't understand and like it's just there's, like there's characters that don't appear until like 45 minutes in the movie and you don't know who they are they just appear yeah. randomly there's so much and actually you know what you know what my first um my first uh, exposure to that movie. Was that video of the worst movie lines of all time? That's amazing. That's that's where I first saw that. I was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" Well, hi, Mark. It was uh, is you're tearing me apart, Lisa. That w- that line was in that video, and I'm like, <laughs> "What the hell is that?" I need to find out what it is. That's probably what what sparked it. But what yes, a pick, Chris! I finally <laughs> I finally sat down. It took me two sit downs to watch it, and it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's and you know the craziest thing about that. If those two guys wrote a decent story and made a decent little movie, they would be irrelevant. Yeah, the absolutely. only reason why they're famous and can continue to do projects, and the reason why their life turned out successful, is because they failed. It, crazy. It, it's it's crazy. It's just it's it defies ridiculous. Logic. Yeah, it it defies logic. Yeah, I don't know how it was made. I don't know. I mean, if you have enough willpower, and they money, shot everything on a fucking green screen for regular settings. It's just the green screen of the outdoors when they yeah. had a roof to shoot. They on. shot it across in the actual alleyway because <laughs> in Disaster Artist, Rogan's like, "This set of the alleyway alleyway looks just like the real alleyway." He's like, "Why don't we just shoot in the alleyway?" And was those like, "Because this is real Hollywood movie." He's like, "All right, yeah, fine." <laughs> and he shot he shot the movie in thirty five millimeter and digital. Why? Because he just did, and he bought the equipment. He didn't rent it. He fucking bought oh, the equipment. Was, wasn't that a thing where like they shot him simultaneously, but like they were next to each other, so like the shots were off. Yeah, yeah. He put the cameras next to each other. <laughs> so you've got it in digital and film. Oh my god! Oh, it's so fucking. Bad. It's just incredible. The fact that there's a. Like, <laughs> but but yeah, that that's the worst movie I've yeah, ever seen. That's a good pick. That's a it's a great pick. I, like, I don't disagree with it. There were so many celebrities and just people on the internet that were just like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen, like of all time." Blah blah blah. And you're like, "Oh, okay, okay. it's the worst movie of all time, unequivocally. Like 100%. nothing can ever touch how bad it is." But that that would be my number one. It's a good pick. All right, we 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 spent a lot of time on bad movies. We did. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's so it's more fun to talk about bad movies than good movies for me. I don't know why. Absolutely. So I say we breeze through our favorites. Okay, favorite yeah, movies we can, we can just list them off honestly because everyone knows them. Yeah, everyone knows what they're about. And so yeah, why don't I just list my top five? Okay, and you list like, what, yours. What's like the top five movies that you top five. watch anytime that have made an impact? Well, no, these on these you? are my top five favorite movies of all time. Okay. Um, recency biased, maybe. Yeah, but I think it made my list. I felt. Something new with this movie that I hadn't felt since 2008 with Dark Knight. Right. 
perhaps it even affected me more, especially with me being an adult. It has to really affect me. Like when you're a younger kid, like a teenager, the shit sticks with you forever. When it sticks right. with you as an adult, it really means something. So Avengers Endgame. Right. On my list. I had never been that hyped for a movie, and the fact that it exceeded that, that doesn't fucking happen. It just doesn't. So Endgame is my is more, is on that list. The only thing I can say about Endgame is a lot of people, I think, it, it, for backlash against it because it's made so much money and like it's overhyped, whatever. That's a movie that like <coughs> it's it's not it, to me. It's not overhyped. Like it was big and like spectacular and stuff, but it was perfect in like almost every yeah. way. It should not have worked. You should not have had that much buildup. And the movie feel like a great payoff. That many characters, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this is everything I wanted it to be." That doesn't happen. There's it so many emotional moments happen. in yeah. it, so many character moments, so many callbacks. You it, wait it, for trilogies and big endings, and you're always kind of like, oh, "I'm so hyped," and it yeah. was okay. But this was like, like, what else could you ask for? Honestly, yeah. so that it lives up to the hype for me. For yeah, sure. So that had to be on my list, right? Um, next one. Uh, I'm just getting the superhero stuff out of the way. So right. Dark Knight. What, still, you can't say still the best superhero it. movie I've ever seen. It's still above Endgame. It's still, I, I, I'll never forget the night I went to go see that. Neither will, neither will I. Never forget. I, it. I, I still, I still remember seeing it opening night and the stories around it, like Heath Ledger's death. Like it's just, it's that's just de- that's definitely elevated it. But yeah, yeah, I mean it did, but still, like the second that he popped on the screen and the entire crowd lost their shit over that pencil thing, I was it, like, I'm in. There's not a better. You hear that phrase all the time. Yeah. Oh, he owns every scene for any actor and like a yeah. movie or whatever. That's like the prime example. And Nolan made villains cool again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like that Dark Knight trilogy had the best villains in probably my favorite in superhero movies. Tom Hardy's Bane, I fucking loved. Yeah. I love Cillian Murphy. Like, and it was the realistic approach that I liked so much. And the absolutely. fact that it was a movie that didn't give a shit about origins. You don't know where the fuck the Joker came from. You don't know where the fuck he went after. You don't know what he wanted. Pitch perfect character yeah. characterization. Absolutely. Yes. Still the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Fun fact, I like Batman Begins a little better. That's not an unpopular opinion. No, it's not. Because people will argue that's the best origin ever made. It, it's an opinion I share, though. They're, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, to me, are 1 and 1A. One Batman sure. Begins is one where you handle the origin perfectly. Because like, there's points where you're like, okay, he's not Batman enough in the movie. Almost setting there's up too much. Yeah, but yeah. there's a ton of time with him not as Batman. Yeah. Fucked ton of time with him as Batman. They covered everything perfectly. It's it's more than this, but I'll never forget the first hour of that movie is his mm-hmm. origin where he's not Batman. It's just Christian Bale playing Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and I was enthralled at the movie. Yeah, I wasn't like, where's Batman? Like, I'm I'm tired of watching this asshole like not be a superhero. I'll never forget that having that feeling, and yeah. that's why that's one of the reasons that I put Batman Begins just like a like a millimeter over Dark Knight. But yeah. it's one in one A. Yeah, obviously. which is fine. Yeah, um, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Come on, like, yeah, again. Do I even have to mention why that's on the list? It, it when you when you think of perfect movies, that, that it's up there. It's a Star Wars, arguably up there, is the best trilogy of all time, if not one of the best trilogies of all time, and the best movie within the trilogy for me. Absolutely. Empire Strikes Back. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I, Empire Strikes Back yeah. has been and will probably always be my favorite Star Wars film. I love uh, Return of the Jedi, though. 
I do love that movie. I I, I like Closure. I like the first one too. But, all three movies are yeah, great. They're all great. But Empire Strikes Back to me, favorite one. Yeah. Number two. Another one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is that really a shocker? I Indiana Jones one of those was my, my childhood. I watched the shit out of Indiana Jones movies. You wanted to put on that hat and go <laughs> fucking explore and find shit. Movie is timeless. You watch it now. It it's probably the it's, the quintessential adventure film, yes. honestly. And you just and the the other thing that elevates it so much is you don't see shit like that anymore. People don't make good adventure films anymore. They just don't. Especially not practically yeah. and not it like back in that era of the like because it's set in the 30s it's like a, mo- a little more old-fashioned like you the don't mo- see that stuff anymore most like the closest I, this sounds crazy to say modern day adventure movie that gave me like actual good adventure feels is like pirates the first pirates of the caribbean yeah. it's like adventure they tapped into some of that adventure feel right but raiders of the lost ark best adventure movie of all time Love right it. um my number one is the movie that impacted me the most as a kid. It was my favorite movie as a kid and never left me, and that is Jurassic Park. Uh, what can you say about it, honestly? My, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It still holds up. A movie like that should not hold up. You will watch that movie and be like, the dinosaurs are more real on this than they were in Fallen Kingdom. Oh, for sure. Yeah, which is absurd. It's absurd to say. The, the animatronics and CGI... You don't know at a certain point. You're like, I don't know which is which. The animatronics are phenomenal yeah. in that movie. Which is, I, I don't want to go into rant on that. You could rant on CGI animatronics all the time, but I miss physical creatures. Yeah, the I, the the Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic Park <laughs> is one of the most effective. Yeah, special effects of any. I mean, it was obviously a practical effect, but like visual effect in any movie ever. And Prime Gold Bloom. Gold blooming, and I I love survivor movies. I love surviving dire situations. I think it's fun. But one of the great survive survival movies. That's another movie. Anytime it's on, you can put it on, and you watch it to the end because it's so good. Yeah, Jurassic it, Park, number one. One of Spielberg's best. Honestly. By the way, I still love Lost World. I know a lot of people don't like it. I still like. It. I I actually I like the Lost World a lot, but like it Lost doesn't World. touch the first one for me. Yeah, no, none of them have since the, the first one is. It's just a great movie. It'll never be topped. No, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. They keep making Jurassic Park movies. I'm all for it. I will see all of them, and I'll still love them if they're good. I'll still love them. Right. But there's nothing wrong with not being on top of that first one because it defined cinema to me. Yeah. So that's my number one. So list. your list. Okay. Uh, let's dive into that. Okay. I um. I like ranking ranking things, making lists and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So this is just what I thought. I have a lot of movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. And this is what, at the time that I was making this, like this is what I was thinking the most. So it may change here or there a little bit, but not that much. Number five, I'm going to go with probably the best action movie I've ever seen, and that is the second Mad Max, The Road Warrior. <laughs> Mel Gibson You're gonna as be Mad so Max. mad at me. You haven't seen it. Never seen it. You should borrow. I'll. I'll. I'll, give I'll watch it, to you it borrow. now. It's yeah. the best action movie I've ever seen. Car car chases. It's violent. Even it's, the new Mad Max movie is amazing. I. I. I you don't like it? I still haven't. I still haven't watched you it. You haven't seen Fury Road? I know it's so bad, dude. With that might jump your s- list pretty quick. With how much I love the Road Warrior too, I just haven't gotten around to it for some reason. It's. It's not that I don't hate it. 
I don't like intentionally not watch it. I just haven't watched it. But I, you'll I fucking know, love it. I know I need to. But I think a lot of that movie to me, or at, like why I like it a lot, is because it's one of my dad's favorite movies, and he's really plays into it. He's really influenced me on like music and movies and stuff like that, like pop mm-hmm. culture or whatever. So I have fond memories of watching that movie with him. Yeah, and I've I've rewatched it twice in the last year, start to finish. It's adrenaline, and I know Fury Road's like that too. But mm-hmm. adrenaline, action packed, great performances. It's a fantastic movie. It's one of the most. It's it's just weird, like because I don't really hear people talk about it all that much. So to me, it's a wholly like underrated as hell movie, but it's a fantastic movie. The whole kid thing plays in. Like I remember. Independence Day will always be close to my heart because me and my dad watched it like almost every day when, yeah, I was, when I was a little kid. It's totally a factor. It's a huge factor. So, yeah, num- number five. Like, I haven't really put put that up there in like the top mm-hmm. ten or whatever. If I'm really thinking about it, but after rewatching a couple times, it's one of the best movies ever made to me. It's it's like okay. it's it's one of those like lightning in a bottle kind of things. I need to watch it. Number four, I had kind of. A problem because I feel like I have to include a Hitchcock movie in the in here, right? Yeah, he's probably my favorite director. Him, him and uh, Spielberg, and they're both on this list. But I need to catch up on my Hitchcock. I would, but... and I have a bunch too. So, mm-hmm. but uh, it's almost a three way tie for me if I'm picking Hitchcock's because the other the other two that I'm thinking of are Rear Window with Jimmy Stewart. And North by Northwest with Cary Grant, who are they're two of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. So many great movies. But I think artistically, visually, the soundtrack, how how uh the roles are portrayed, the story, I think top like edging that those two movies out a little bit is Vertigo. Vertigo I is one not of the- seen Vertigo. You are you have two so far in your top movies I haven't seen, which excites me because that means it. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, that that's the movie that I've rewatched a couple times in the last <laughs> in the last year or so. Again, like like the Road Warrior, mm-hmm. where I'm just astounded the entire time. It 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 grabs you and doesn't let go the entire movie, and you just want to know what's going to happen. Even though I've already seen it, it's like you want to see like the mystery play out. Yeah, and to me, I'm not going to spoil anything because you haven't seen it, obviously. But that is one of the most iconic closing shots to a movie I've ever seen. It's probably my favorite. Every time, like, I'm almost, like, I wouldn't say in tears, but, like, emotional high at the end of that movie because it's so good. Just visually one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I need to watch it. Number three, again, going a little old school, is uh, Casablanca. Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, Claude Rains. Um, it's another one that you need to see. It's I remember reading a while ago that it was ranked by something, some publication somewhere as like the best screenplay ever written. And Impressed. and I always remember that because if you think of it in that context, every scene matters. Every line of dialogue is either matters or is memorable. There's that has a. It's it's Bogart, 
and Ingrid Bergman, but it's an ensemble cast, and everyone is fantastically good in it. And that that was a movie where I've it's like The Wizard of Oz almost. You've seen every scene on TV mm-hmm. or in a video or in a commercial or whatever. So like when you actually sit down and watch the movie, you see these iconic scenes unfold, and it's like, oh, I know it's coming, sort of, because I've seen it so. It's like ingrained in my mind, but it doesn't let you down. You know what I mean? So that movie, it's one of, it's probably the perfect movie to me. It's a fantastic movie. Another one you need to see. So we've got Mad Max, Vertigo, Vertigo, Casablanca. Right. This is making me feel really shitty because I need to see (laughs) all three. I need to. I need to. Well, no, I do too. Honestly, I've I haven't seen a lot of. Yeah, I I think what it is is that I need to watch more classics, and I have access to them, and that's my thing. Yeah. Honestly, go to the library. If you're into into like a binge watching either streaming or the, like the library and just watch some of these classics because it's it's a little overstated where it's like, "Oh, you got to see like the best movies ever." But they really are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I would put that up there for sure. Casablanca and Vertigo and the other two Hitchcocks I mentioned. Like they're up there for sure. I will get to those. But number 2, mm-hmm. I know that you've seen is I mentioned Spielberg. I love Jurassic Park. I love um, the Indiana Jones films. But probably my... Uh, actually, I was going to say my favorite movie, but number one is also by Spielberg. But Jaws. What, Jaws could easily been on my list. What can you say about Jaws? It's a, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. Performances I mean, and... and, and there's not like you don't have to explain yourself too much because it's like it's fucking Jaws, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it up there is Jaws. Richard Dreyfuss is the shit. Um, Roy Scheider is great in that movie. Yeah, it's just Robert Shaw. Yeah, and then number one because you mentioned we don't really have to say anything else about it, but number one, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, best adventure movie it's of all. The best, time. yeah, it's Spielberg's best movie. That that and Jaws, and I love Last Crusade too. But Raiders is just a little bit over. I almost like Last Crusade a little bit more. Really? But Raiders is iconic. Yes, it is. It, it's it's one of the best movies of all time. And yeah. You can't really say the fact that you've that. got two people here in their late twenties saying Raiders of the Lost Ark is in their top five tells you something. We have, we have taste. Dude, well, <laughs> that that movie came out a long ass fucking time ago. Yeah, it, it's like it's thirty five years old. Yeah, and. You can't. Still amazing. It's a quintessential film. Yeah. You can't not see it. Right. You can't. Like it's. It, that's a movie again that I could rewatch a thousand times, and pick up on something or enjoy something here or there more. I'll I enjoy it every time. Yeah. And my younger sister is sixteen. It's time that she gets introduced to this as well. Absolutely. So. There we are. Well, shit. So we just covered. The worst and the best. 20 movies? Fuck, man. We had some doubles, but yeah. Doubles, yeah. Roughly. But we, yeah, but we, not all the side movies you talked about too, but those are our top five worst, top five best. Yeah, we could just call it the the compilation of best and worst. So you know, now that you know (laughs) where our opinions lie on film, maybe you'll appreciate our opinions on future projects a little more, maybe? Hopefully. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we know what we're talking about slightly. 
we're not all just Marvel fanboys because I realize we've talked a lot about Marvel. And I could, but put, I am a Marvel fanboy. Come on, come on. I could put some of them up there, but I yeah. don't have any Marvels. But but believe five. it or not, like as much as I talk about how much I love Marvel, if you ask me which comics I'd prefer and which movies I would prefer to be successful, it I am a DC person first, probably. Yeah. More so, Batman's my thing. I just want to see successful DC so bad. I think which the, we're on track to. Which I think I'm going to segue. We have a couple. We'll cover a couple of our topics. Okay. To round this out. Right. But this is a good way to segue into one of the main topics we want to talk about, since it's in the news again a lot more. And while I mentioned DC, would be the Snyder Cut. Speaking the of Snyder Cut. Speaking of DC and getting what I want, <laughs> might as well mention the Snyder Cut. <laughs> so recently, Kevin Smith said kind of what most logical people should know. Which is that, yeah, sure, the Snyder Cut exists, but it was a cut that he showed executives, which, as you know, of when the Russos played Infinity War or Endgame or any other shit, yeah, it's a layout of the movie, but not all the shots are finished. It's things that you created. It's early special effects. You know, it's it's that's what it is. Right. Um, that's what exists. So it's not like they have a fully finished film sitting around somewhere in a vault. If you want to see it, you're going to see a rough cut of the movie. Which I think people would take at this point. Which people would take. Yeah. Some people would bitch. (laughs) Because it's the culture we live in today. Absolutely. But that's what you would get. Now, DC and Warner Brothers could finish it if they wanted. However, that would cost them millions of dollars. Why would you do that if you didn't believe in the project to begin with? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, what if... You also run the gamut of we spent millions of dollars on something that isn't going to make a bunch of money because it's just another cut of a film. What if people don't? That's the other thing no one's talking about. What if people don't like the Snyder Cut? That, yeah, that's true. But the thing, the re- the main reason that Warner Brothers will not do it mm-hmm. is because the <laughs> cut that we got in theaters, which is abysmal in my opinion, um, it doesn't age well. No, the. I just remember seeing it in the theaters the first time, being like, "Yeah, that's not. It wasn't bad because I wanted." It's like to watching like a Saturday it. morning Justice League cartoon. I wanted to like it so much. Yep. So I was like almost defending it, right? Mm-hmm. Saw it a second time, and then saw it once or twice more after it came on video. Not a good movie, man. It's no. not a good movie. It's not good. But Warner Brothers will never release the Snyder Cut unless they just give in, because the cut that they put in theaters is what they believed in and what they advertised. And putting out the Snyder Cut in, its, in, and of, in and of itself makes them admit that they were wrong, and they'll never do that. No. But also, it doesn't make financially, or it doesn't make financial sense to no, do it. No, because, yeah, unless they The time and effort years. to finish it. Well, yeah. And if a lot of people were just... The, first of all, think about this. Justice League did not do well at the box office at all. No. So why would you spend millions of dollars on another cut? Because they know people want it. If you if you spend the money and release it in theaters, yeah, people, people will go want see it, it in a cult classic kind of way. Big Snyder fans. I happen to be one of them. I want to see it. I'm a big Snyder fan. I want to see. it. I don't want but... people to think I'm not a big Snyder fan. I'm a big Snyder fan. But think of movies like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Movies that people fucking loved. Yeah. But not enough people love it. Right. Like Which it would wasn't... be my fear with the Snyder cut. Much like me, there's a lot of Snyder fans who would fucking love it, but is there enough to warrant millions of dollars to finish 
product. Which will essentially, as you said, be another release of the same movie. Right. That no one cared about the first time. Right. Well. And I, I think DC's actually, I will say they're handling it 100% correct, where they're not ignoring the movie, but they're just continuing on, on focusing on individual stories, letting directors do what they want to do, and look at the result. Yeah. Aquaman. I, I loved Aquaman. Look, look at those movies. Good movie. It, even if even if Shazam wasn't as financially successful, you gave James Wan the leeway. Yep. You gave Patty Jenkins the leeway with Wonder Woman. Right. And you gave uh, David Sandberg um, the leeway with Shazam. Yeah. And they all turned out to be pretty good movies. If not, Shazam, great Shazam's fucking great. Shazam was a was a fantastic movie. Yeah. I, I loved Aquaman. Aquaman's Besides, so fun. It has its flaws, but it's a good movie. Yeah. And Wonder Woman was almost universally loved. And it's not like Marvel had winners. They've had more winners than They've had more winners, but I'm saying the Dark World. But even even that argument, if we're talking strictly (laughs) about DC, comparing it to Marvel immediately just just to me it just discredits the whole thing. This mentality that they have to compete with each other is ridiculous to me. Well, yeah, because Marvel has the machine going. They have characters that that they've established. They're gonna put out a movie with Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, and people are gonna eat the shit up, yeah. right? Which they're great characters. Ten years ago, no one knew who those people yeah, but were. Who the, who the hell gave gave a shit about them ten years ago? Right? Nobody. But all I want is for Marvel to keep putting out good movies that build the world, keep the story going, mm-hmm. and then separately from that, I want DC to find good directors that Warner Brothers lets make the, make their films, and then. DC just has good movies on their own. They and if, don't have to be competing with each other. But that's what they're doing now. Like Aquaman, exactly. Shazam, Wonder Woman 84, off the wall, crazy idea. I like they're, it. They're letting, I can't Fucking remember. Joker. Yeah, they're letting Todd Phillips from the freaking Hangover make a Joker. Yeah, and that movie's and in, a, it's in a fucking film festival. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Venice, I think. Yeah. But yeah just, just hire good directors and let them do their thing. That's yeah. why they're That's why they're directors. Yeah. They're, it's not that difficult. Yeah. And and their problem may have been they put a lot of faith in Snyder. And and I love I never understood I that. love Zack Snyder. Letting him do like the first like three or the first four movies or whatever. But you have to acknowledge they kind of blindly gave it to him. And I love Zack Snyder. But the Russos got what they got because their movies were so successful within the universe. Snyder they just kind of gave but, him everything. The, the understated thing about the Russo movies, the two Captain Americas, and then Infinity War and Endgame, is that they had Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, the writers. Yeah. They had a good screenwriting team who made damn good movies, knew how to inter- interweave these characters and make it all make sense, and you're not going out of your mind like, I don't get what the hell's going on. Right. Snyder didn't have that. He had, like, fucking David S. Goyer, who wrote... who's had hits and misses, but like he hasn't had that team of like people behind him who are writing actually decent goddamn movies. Right. So, I mean, I know Snyder like probably had a lot of input input into like how the movie was going and stuff, but he didn't have the writing team behind him to assist him in that. The Russos definitely had those four guys, the Russos and the two writers created those, especially Infinity War and Endgame. They created that world. He also didn't have stuff to build off of. That's true, but, he didn't have the support behind him. No. 
the Russos definitely did, and they've benefited from it. Not to say that the Russos aren't aren't good directors, but they have definitely benefited from the system that Marvel has in place. This all being said, Man of Steel is in my top five favorite superhero movies of all time. Believe it or not. Man of Steel. There's so much. Subjectively, that's how I feel. But people are very one side or the other. I fucking love that movie. I'm right in the middle on it. Because there's (laughs) great imagery in it. There's good Mm -hmm. scenes in it. But to me, it's not wholly a good movie. There's a lot wrong with it. And it's just it's that one's hard for me because it's not the worst movie of all time. It's a it's a good movie. It's just it, it could have been a lot better. You know what I mean? Snyder is sometimes hard to digest for whatever reason. I don't think it's really Snyder though. It's just I don't know the way that was constructed. It was just I don't know. That's a hard one for me to describe. Gonna, I need to revisit it again. I own it. I haven't watched watch it in a while. I need to revisit it. But I, he ha- he definitely has a singular vision, and yeah, some of it's really good, and some of it's just I just can't get with. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we'll move on though. But that's our thoughts on the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just just keep on trucking along. If at this point, if it comes out, awesome. If it doesn't, that's, that's the thing. Fine, like, keep going. If if they're like, hey, we're releasing it on digital, it's like ten bucks. I'd be like, okay, I'll buy it. Sweet, Let's I'm see. gonna buy it and watch yeah. it. Yeah. Right now, but if it doesn't come out, even if it was keep, a rough keep, cut, who cares? Keep, yeah, but if it doesn't come out, keep doing your thing, keep making good movies. There's no, there's nothing, there's no nothing that I'm going to criticize in regards to the thing. Real quick, I have two very different uh, opinions on the Snyder Cut too. One is very briefly, I've read scenes that were cut from it, and it it just sounded good, right? They cut so much potential from that movie that I want to see it. But on the other side, I've seen a lot of stuff that either Zack Snyder or like the cinematographer or the composer of the movie have like released little snippets of like, oh, this is stuff from the Snyder Cut. And it's like, at this point, if you're not going to release it, I don't care. Like, stop talking about it. Stop teasing, like, you're teasing us about it when you can just Mm -hmm. release the damn movie. Right. So it's like, I want to see it because I feel like a lot of scenes and a lot of character development was erased from that movie. But at the other time, don't give it to me piecemeal of like, oh, like I'm posting this on Instagram. Wouldn't this have been awesome if like the Justice League had like here's here's Steppenwolf's original death where he, like Darkseid killed him. And it's like, fuck you, because I would have loved to see Darkseid in this movie and you didn't give it to me. So it's like yep. either give it to me or stop talking about it. Right. So that that's my basically opinion on that. It's a crazy situation overall. It's like either release it or stop talking about it. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to, honestly. I have a feeling over the next year or two, closure will happen in regards to that. Some form of closure. Just release it. Who cares? Yeah. It's been two years since it came out already. It was... At worst case, released a fucking original script or something. Give people something. Yeah, so we have something. Fucking yeah. You know what? If you want to come to a compromise, Warner Brothers... Turn the original script into a book and release the shit out of that book. Or make an animated movie. Yeah. This is the Justice League Snyder Cut. Yeah. I mean... That story. Yeah. People will... We could do that. Why not? Yeah. I think that'd be that'd be dope. Um, we have other topics to cover, but I think what we'll do is maybe we'll stop it here because we kind of covered a lot. Yeah. 
Um, and this just gives us more material for next time. Yeah, we can just add to this list. But next time, look for a few more updates. We are, we're going to have some updates on uh, Daniel Craig and his injury and the whole 007 debacle. There's a lot of shit with that. There's so much shit going on. I have a lot of thoughts day. on it. Um, we'll talk about the Oscars some. We will talk about... Um, Venom 2, I hope. Venom 2. Uh, and I'm hoping I want to talk about Tenet with Christopher Nolan, but maybe it's best to wait when we get more information. There's just like a little teaser before Hobbs and Shaw. If you go out and see the movie this weekend or whatever. Um, but the teaser is really all we got. I don't know much else about the movie, so maybe we should figure out. <laughs> is it classic Nolan? He's the only guy that can get away with releasing a movie trailer only in theaters and not online. Is it bad that I'm still intrigued? <laughs> oh yeah, like just from that little morsel of information. Yeah, it's it's Nolan. I mean, come on. And I know that we've talked about it before, but I would love to talk about the future X-Men movie yeah. that Marvel will make at some point. It's and Fantastic Four. Hopefully it'll be epic, but I'd love to go do a deep dive into like what that movie could be like. We will certainly do that. Awesome. We're directors, and then we'll end the next episode probably with our biggest mindfuck movie. I have ideas on that. And if you want to watch, if you want to watch a movie between now and the time we talk about a mindfuck movie, watch Serenity. It's on Amazon Prime right now if you're a Prime member. <laughs> and I'll have thoughts on that. Sounds good. Anywho, for now, we'll sign off. Chris. Tyler. Thanks for coming. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks for coming and then coming over. Yes. Okay. Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On All that right. note, goodbye.